Hey everybody, how we doing tonight? It's another episode of Non Sequitur Nerds with Tim, joined always by Ian. How's it going, bud? Going pretty good. Uh, wrapping up a pretty stressful week, but I hear that. <laughs> um, welcome to being a semi-functional adult. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know how that is, brother. <laughs> Well, I mean, anyway, the, moving the on side, to yeah. happier topics. The week's done. We got the weekend to look forward to us. Exactly. Which, for me, is doing a bunch of housework. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah. Um, welcome to being adults. Folks. Yep. It's, it's fun. Yay. Uh, you know, three out of ten would not recommend. <laughs> uh, what what uh, the uh, uh, Billy Madison uh, Adam Sandler's shaking the kid? Stay young forever, <laughs> dude. Oh, you have no many times, no idea how many times I want to tell my kids that. They're like, yeah, oh, well, when I grow probably. up, I want to be this. Don't do it. Don't. Right, right. <laughs> well, uh, I, I think um, tonight we have some fun, uh, fun stuff to talk about. Uh, to, we've uh, we've touched on a lot of subjects about like video games and uh, you know different consoles and you know MMOs and things like that. But um, as Tim and I are mildly narcissistic and listening to our own podcast, we realized that there was some there was a big part of our lives that we hadn't covered. And we would um, like to apologize for that. Yes, yes, we would. <laughs> so uh, it, it, you know, our 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 hearts go out to you. Um, so we, uh, tonight are going to cover, uh, probably one of the best known, uh, publishers, designers, producers in games, uh, Nintendo. Oh yeah. The classic. So yes, uh, Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Corporation, uh, one of the old, uh, one of the oldest, uh, of the current, uh, con console and game developers, uh, actually, um, I mean, so well, a little known. Well, I was to say, even before uh, they were a video game company, they were actually founded in, like, 1889 as a playing card like, company. Yes, yes, yeah. they were a playing card company, uh, founded back in 1889. So, um, one thing that Nintendo can say is that for the life of their company, they have been making games. Yeah, they have. Uh, so, uh, Nintendo, it's uh, they're a big name uh, and, and a beloved part of my childhood. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, my cousin uh, used to use uh, our uh, uh, a Nintendo Entertainment System, or Famicom, as it was known in Japan when it originally released, uh, to uh, babysit me. Because <laughs> he would put on Mario, hand me a controller, and then go take a nap. I mean, I think you touched on that before, and my reply was, it worked. <laughs> it, it did. You're, you're not dead. <laughs> well, oh yeah, if we, want to measure, if we want to measure it with that stick, then sure, <laughs> fine. Am I a well-adjusted person? Probably not. I mean, is anybody really... No, I don't know if that was a statement or a question, Ian. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, uh, no, so... I mean, same thing here. Like Nintendo, like growing up as a kid, um, and I may have mentioned this before. Like my my mom's side of the family, they all live pretty close to each other. I mean, geographically, when I was growing up, and my uncle lived just down the road from us, like close enough that I could ride my bike down there in like less than five minutes. And I would ride my bike down there to go down and play like Mario, Duck Hunt, you know, a lot of the classic NES games. Oh yeah. So I mean, I I grew up playing those things. Oh yeah, and I mean, obviously Mario is synonymous with the Nintendo. He is their poster child. Their, uh, you know, their 
<laughs> Yahoo! Which, it's by the way, the same guy does the voice of Mario and Luigi, and I believe the other Mario yep. F characters. Mario and, and Waluigi. Which, and, and uh, Charles, Martinet, Charles Martinet, yes. um, there was, when I was still at GameStop, our manager conference one year, he was there, like, signing autographs and whatnot as a meet and greet. And I ran into him, like, after he was done doing that, he was just walking the floor, just looking at games and stuff, and I, mean, I recognized him. And he was with, I'm assuming his wife, girlfriend, he was, it was with a lady friend. And, you know, I, I didn't really want to interrupt his, his you know, off-the-clock time. So as I passed him, I just to say, you know, hey, I just want to say thank you for bringing such a, a beloved character to life. You know, I've played him my whole life. My kids love him. Thank you. Just real quick like that. And he actually took the time to, like, stop and chit-chat with me for a couple minutes. Which, I mean... That's really cool. Well, yeah, I mean, he's a super nice guy. Um, like I did, like I just wanted to say that real quick in passing, and he, like I said, he took the time to stop and talk, and again, really nice guy. Um, and yeah. Again, as again, it's amazing that he's been doing the voices of the four, you know, the, the Mario brothers, and then Wario and Luigi or Waluigi, who are not brothers canonically. They're just two bad guys that like hanging out with each other. Which is, I mean, all yeah. right, cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he does all four voices. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, Mario, you know, first um was probably the first game that I ever played on the on my uh, Nintendo and I think I actually have I think I well so I still have my original NES system it's in a it's in a, a bin in my uh, closet right now because I don't have adequate space to display it nicely somewhere yeah. that, uh, that's you know, the same when bin, I move like into you're... a bigger house and actually am able to make like a man cave then I'm going right. to get like a shelf to display my old systems and stuff like that I, I need to get around to doing that in the game room like I've got like so many old consoles over there that are not hooked up that I, I need to put a shelf or something over there but oh yeah yeah I mean it's it's Nintendo is one of those things that even people that aren't Nintendo fans or don't own a Nintendo console these days like of our generation I think, it, I mean, it, Nintendo is so iconic that even somebody that hasn't played games would be able to recognize Mario. And I think oh, it, sure. it was it was either Guinness or, not, not the beer company, the record company. Um, so Guinness or somebody said that uh, they found out that Mario is the most recognizable pop icon and was even recognized by people who don't play video games. They knew who Mario was. He just has that much exposure so, I mean, Nintendo must have done something right if here we are, you know, 30 years later, people know Mario, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, he's uh, he's a very iconic character. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, Mario, Luigi, um, which uh, Mario's original appearance was actually in Donkey Kong, I believe, mm -hmm. as Jumpman. Yep. Um, so, and Donkey Kong he was a and Mario. a carpenter originally instead of a plumber? Yes, I believe yeah. so. And Donkey Kong was his pet gorilla that escaped, and so he was trying <laughs> right. to catch him. Uh, and then that's also where Pauline um, mm -hmm. came from. Uh, yep. The, the uh, I don't know if I got, the damsel in distress. Uh, I was going to say heroin. I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> right. The, the damsel in distress of of uh, of, Mar of uh, Mar Mario's jump hands first foray. Which uh, canon canonically, she's currently the mayor of New Donk City. So yes, so I mean, it's yeah. it, it's it's kind of neat that like even a character who didn't really have much story to her, they're they're kind of giving her, you know, she's no longer the damsel in distress; she's a leader. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of kind of yeah. a neat little upgrade, you know, empowerment right on. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and you know they they've expanded the Mario cast significantly yeah. over the years i mean there was originally technically i think it was king koopa yep was the was the original and then he then it was bowser yep uh, and it has since been bowser's and uh um 
then uh, there then they you know they added yoshi mm-hmm. um in super mario world there's obviously been princess peach mm-hmm. or uh, throughout the entire time toads or the the toadstools all the different enemies princess daisy they, Right, Princess Daisy, Let's the Koopa Kids, the Koopa Kids, Bowser Jr., Bowser Jr., oh, Baby yeah. Mario, Baby Luigi, <laughs> um, you know, it, Mario, it, Waluigi. I mean, the list goes on and on. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, it's huge. You know, the shy guy. You know, they've they've got the shy guys. They've got uh, shy gal. Um, Wait, really? I think she's canonically in the games now. I, like, I, think I, I know Bowser is not. <laughs> <laughs> no, as much as we are lobbying for, oh, for that character to wind up to be in a game, um, right? Uh, I mean, Toadette, obviously. You never know, man. <laughs> Mar- or, Nintendo surprises you sometimes, but they um, still haven't put uh, Waluigi in Smash. Just saying. Correct, but he's also a spirit trophy. So you know, I know, but like, I want to play as Waluigi. I mean, and there's there's a lot of fans out there who same thing. They want Waluigi and Smash, and instead we've got like 500 Fire Emblem characters. Well, yes, which, I mean, Fire Emblem's a good game. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, uh, admittedly, with all the Fire Emblem characters that they have, they've still barely scratched the surface of Dude, Fire Emblem characters. Isn't that the truth? I mean, that, that's at a game of kind, legacy. At least they kind of expanded a little bit by adding, you know, Sephiroth and um, Pyrrha and Mithra, right? Uh, from Xeno, uh, you know, from the Xenosaga, because there was only like what one Shulk was the only Xenosaga character playable character. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, which I mean, the 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 Z- uh, Xenoblade games are just those are really good games. I actually started replaying uh, uh, Chronicles Two. And I, I want to pick up the remastered one for the Switch just because I had a blast with that game. Yeah. So, you know, Nintendo's been big. They've, they've you know, they've had their ups and downs, their foibles and their things like that. But, um, you know, they've they've always generally had good consoles, if, if not niche. Right. Like, once they got out of GameCube, they kind of became like... Well, really, they defined themselves. I think, like they they went, like they knew who they were, and they went with it. Oh yeah, like they were a family entertainment system. They weren't trying to be, you know, shooters, or they weren't trying to be, yeah. you know, the the mature RPG type things. They were they were family consoles. Like, right. They they knew who they were. I mean, so we talk about the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Yep. So we went from 8-bit to 16-bit graphics, and then we went... Which, that was the first Nintendo console that, that I owned when it was current. I, I own an NES now, but growing up, my uncle had the NES. The Super Nintendo right. was the first one that I, that I owned. Right. I had the, the original NES, and then I had the Super Nintendo, and then there was the Nintendo 64, which yep. was a huge, massively huge upgrade. Oh, um, yeah. Which is... And it was... I mean, we look back at the graphics now, like the polygons and things like that, the blocky characters, but, you know, back then it was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Like, I still remember playing, you know, the first time I played Mario 64, I mean, it was it was a 3D game, it was the first, like, big 3D console. I remember as I'm playing it, like, leaning to try to look around stuff because it, it was 3D, and my mind was telling me, you can look around this tree, you can look behind that corner. And my mom, oh, came yeah. in, she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I keep trying to look around this stuff, mom, I'm sorry. And, like, she kind of stared at it, and after a while, I caught her going... <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, for its time, those were groundbreaking graphics. I mean, right? And, well, I mean, and even, then they, you know, they still like they're like you said, they're still blocky, and you know, by today's standards, nowhere near realistic. But they held up for a while, you know. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked like Mario had two softballs for fingers, but... I mean, but still. Or hands. He didn't have fingers. It was just two softballs for hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I believe that was actually Mario's first voiced appearance. I think you're right, because I think the... Uh, oh, what was it? The Philips CDI, if you remember that mm. thing... Oh, yeah. uh, they had a partnership with Nintendo. I think there were some voice clips on there, but I think that came out after the N64. But we're we're not going to talk anymore about the Philips CDI. <laughs> no, if you guys don't know what it is, look it up. It is it's a hot miserable. Mess. It's it's yeah. It's Virtual Boy level of cringe, which that's all I'm going to say on the Virtual Boy. Oh, God, I forgot about the Virtual Boy. The, I, the I remember... fun console that hurts your neck and makes your eyes bleed. I remember when that thing came out was either right before or during my time with Toyworks, my, my very first job. And like they had a, a interactive display, you could, you know, boot it up, play it. And I remember every time I would see that thing, no, like people would look at it, but nobody would play the thing. It just sat there. If that tells I mean, you, I mean, I applaud Nintendo for what they were trying to do. Yeah, they were they, twenty years, twenty five years ahead of their time. Yeah, I mean, they were trying to innovate, which is that, see, that's the big thing about Nintendo versus the other consoles. Other consoles, particularly Sony and Microsoft, because unfortunately Sega is no longer in the game. But speaking specifically to Sony and Microsoft, they've always been about horsepower for the most part. You know, like the best graphics, the best features, the best speed, the best of you know making a game be an awesome game. Nintendo has always been more of the mentality of good graphics don't make it a good game or a good game system. They try to make it something fun, mm-hmm. and it, it's they've been doing it for years. It seems yeah, to work. I mean, I mean, after they, they yeah. and Nintendo, I think this is something we might have covered before. Nintendo has actually pioneered the analog stick on controllers. Yeah. They were the first ones to do the analog stick. I think they were the first ones to do the D-pad on a controller as well. Oh yeah, I mean, with the NES, I mean, boom, it was right there. And like, I, I think like that particular style of D-pad, I think Nintendo has a patent on, which is why you Possibly. see, which is why you see like with the uh, the Sony controllers. They typically have had where it's still the four cardinal directions, but it's a split button. It's you know mm. the pad is split. Um, the same, uh, same Xbox thing. Xbox for a while had the the normal D pad, and then yep. they started moving away from it to the more multi directional pad. Yeah. I know I don't even what, know what it's called. I just read an Omni pad, I, I guess. Maybe I, I mean, and, and that works for the Xbox. I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, but uh, Nintendo's like you said, they always try to innovate, mm-hmm. and they try to. Basically, ever ever since after the GameCube, which the GameCube was a great system, I still oh, have absolutely. mine. It still absolutely. functions mostly, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, it it ha- it occasionally gets a disc read error, or the motor in the uh, the spinner still like stalls out. But yep, yep. you just kind of like you have to power it off and power back on, and then it finds its horsepower again. Yep, I know what you're talking um, about. But after that, they can't. They had the Wii, which yeah. the Wii was revolutionary for its time yes, because it was, it was motion. Co- it, let me rephrase it. It was good motion control. <laughs> yes, yes. Sony tried to do their Hitachi magic wand sex toy thing, and it Which, failed miserably. Like, I, I, I had the, the PlayStation Move. Yeah. And I think, like, heck-wise, it was pretty impressive. The problem that it had, though, was there weren't really... There weren't any must-have games for it. I mean, there were good games, but there weren't really any that were peripheral sellers. I mean, right. you, you had games that, I mean, most of the games that I played for it worked really well. 
but was, I, w- I wouldn't have gone out and bought it specifically for any of those games. It was the and problem coming from a Sony was, guy, right? The problem with that is it was it was an afterthought product. So Sony had the PS2, PS3. Yep. They created the thing after that. Yeah, they didn't they didn't mold their entire business model around this. You know that, uh, that motion ecosystem, right? That motion ecosystem. Nintendo did. Yeah, they had the Wiimotes. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, their entire shtick was this little tiny thing that looked <laughs> like a, you know a, a subwoofer controller that you held in both hands and you could flick it and and move and destroy your TV on accident. <laughs> um, no. Well, there was one time when I had my Wii. Uh, uh, I was I was living in a house with a couple people. And somebody wanted to try it out. I'm like, yeah, you know, go ahead. I got to run some errands real quick. Have fun. So I come back and like everybody's sitting on the couch, just like looking real shady. And I'm like, what? Like, Nothing. Everything's fine. Uh, so I kind of look around the wee stuff sitting on the table. Didn't think anything of it. Went to my room and I hear them all mumbling. So I run out real quick. And when I came in the door, I didn't see it. But coming back from the other direction, I see a wee remote shaped hole in the freaking drywall. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Wii Remote still worked. To its credit, those things were built, they were durable. But not durable enough, or, but the drywall was less durable. <laughs> that was also probably a crappy, you know, uh, yeah. crappily built home. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, it, it really was. It was yeah. pretty shoddily so, put together. I mean, yeah, I mean, they really innovated with the Wii and really, like, really sh- found themselves yeah. in their and in the handheld market. Yeah, like Nintendo I don't think anybody... Has, oh, they've dominated the handheld. I don't think anybody has ever been close... Like, maybe Sega with the their handheld. The I can't Game remember Gear. what it was called. The Game Gear. Which, I, believe, which it, I actually you know, have one sitting right over there, so... Right. It had a lot of horsepower. Like, yeah. it was a really good system. I mean, full, battery full, hog. Yeah, color. That, that's the big thing, is the Game Gear ate batteries like, you know, a kid eating candy. But right. you also got to think, it had a, a full backlit color screen... And so, yep. honestly, really good. It uh, had stereo sound on it, which the Game Boy at the time only had, you know, mono sound. So, I mean, all in all, like if you compare the two, the Game Gear was leaps and bounds ahead of the Game Boy. But it boils back to Nintendo. Like, I mean, you had you had your Sonic games, things like that, on the Game Gear, and your your Sega staples. But the Game Gear or the Game Boy, excuse me, had the Nintendo logo on it, and they had the Nintendo franchises, which is really what sold that thing. Yeah, but I mean, if you if you look at the like, and they've continued again to dominate in the handheld market. Oh, like absolutely. nobody has even come close to touching them. Xbox didn't even bother trying the handheld. Right. Sony tried with the Vita, I believe. Yep, uh, the, the Vita and then the, the the PSP series of systems before that. Right, which I believe I read that they're finally discontinuing those. Yeah, well, uh, the, the, the I think they're they're finally thrown in the towel. Well, I think the, the Vita, the Vita hasn't really had any major games come out for it for a long time now. But they they announced not too long ago that they were shutting down the digital stores for them, which I'm a little sad by. Um, I, they're shutting down purchases before they do that. I don't know the exact dates, but then they're going to shut down the store after that. So, like, right now, people are scrambling on their old Sony handhelds. Oh, and PS3 is part of this as well. Uh, they're getting on their old systems to download everything they've ever purchased just so they can they can have that. Because once that store is gone, yeah. that stuff's gone. You know? Yeah. Which, Which I mean, is... It's, 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 a, it's a sad thing, because a lot of those games were only digital. And apart from if you download it and have it on your system and hope to God your system never crashes, reformats itself, breaks, whatever, there's no real way to preserve those games. Which... 
I mean, anybody that knows me knows that, and I mean, you, you can kind of attest to this as well, that, that game preservation is a big thing because with cartridges, with CDs, you have that physical media right there. As long as you take care of it, it'll last forever. Digital content, once like the digital storefront or, or the, whatever service it's on is gone, that stuff's gone forever. Unless you have it downloaded, Yeah, it's gone. Which it's, it's a sad yeah, thing. So, I mean, it, it is it is a sad thing. I've never, and we've discussed this before. Like, I'm not a huge like Sony fanboy, like uh, the man in white next to me is, um, <laughs> who has a chair that looks like a PS5. Um, huh, I, I it kind of does actually. <laughs> no, this is my PS5. It's just that big. I'm sitting on it. He's he's right, actually. Um, <laughs> so you know they've. They're thrown in the towel, which is probably a good thing. You know, the handheld market, Nintendo has dominated it. Oh, they yeah. had, you know, the the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color, mm-hmm. the Game Boy Advance, yep. the Game Boy. Um, oh, See, they had the, the the Advance SP, which yeah, I, Advance, like that. That was a really good upgrade. I mean, the yeah, the Advance was good, but the Advance SP, adding in that backlight, you know, years after Sega did it. I, that was a game changer for people because no longer did you have to buy those janky like light kits that drain your battery yeah. or drain their own yeah. batteries, um, yeah. reflect weird off your screen, and kind of give you light. You didn't have to do that anymore, which was amazing. I remember going yeah. out and uh, getting one of those the day they came out just because I'm like, I want that backlight. I, I want this. <laughs> right. And then they had the DS, which was, you know, the the clamshell uh, yep. uh clamshell unit that had the stylus like you could touch it it had you yep. know mild touch controls it was really mm-hmm. cool oh yeah and they had absolutely. the and then they had the uh the 3ds mm-hmm. which was bulkier well at least the original was bulkier because i have an original one that's actually <laughs> right here um, oh, there you go if well it, green screen so yeah <laughs> you know uh well that's well, a that's uh, an xl isn't it this is the this is an xl yes okay um, yep. actually yeah it's a 3ds xl um but um i mean they, they have the 3ds and then, and then Nintendo, I think, made probably one of the smartest decisions they they could have they could have made. Yep, they were sitting there looking at their consoles, mm-hmm. their their desktop con- or their you know their their tabletop consoles. Mm-hmm. They were looking at their their Game Boys, and I think somebody was just sitting there and went, "Huh, <laughs> huh, eh. If we put these two things together, eh. fusion." <laughs> and then we got the Switch, which, which, which has been a phenomenal console. You're talking oh, about a system that has detachable controllers that mm-hmm. are fully motion controlled. Yeah, and and better than what the Wii was ever able to accomplish. Yes. Yep. The system itself is motion controlled, mm-hmm. and it is dockable. Yep. You have a portable system that you can then dock to charge it and play it on yep. your TV. Best of both worlds. You can play it at home. You can play it on the go. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's, it's an Mike. like they they kind of tried that with the, their ill fated Wii U system. I mean, I, I think did. I think that was kind of the the trial run of the Switch, if you will. But the big difference between the Wii U and the the Switch, and I remember being at GameStop, people would ask us all the time. The Wii U had a tablet controller, but it had to be within a certain range of the console because all that information was being sent wirelessly to it. If yeah. you went out of range, the tablet was, uh, it was a useless paperweight. Yeah, and I, I, well, yeah, I remember we had so many people like, Hey, you know, this tablet thing's not working. Like, okay, what's going on? Well, my kids and I got in the car and they couldn't play their game anymore. Well, yeah, 
it's it's a controller that just happens to have a screen on it. And I mean, the, the like there were so many things. Even the uh, the rep from Nintendo that we had uh, dedicated to our store for a while, even she said that. Well, she and then later he, because we had two different ones. Um, even they said that like the naming for one was a big thing. Because a lot of people didn't know that it was a new console. They thought it was something you could buy for your existing Wii, like an add-on type of thing. Um, like the marketing was really confusing on it. And they, they, they even yeah. they said you know internally, even Nintendo was saying, yeah, we kind of dropped the ball on this. But by the time they figured out how to course correct, the system had such a bad stigma that even even course correcting and doing a whole new marketing campaign, it just didn't work for it. I mean, I owned a Wii U, but that's that's one of the that's the only major Nintendo console that I don't own anymore. Mostly because I I never played it when I had it. I ended up selling I, it to a buddy I worked uh, worked with just because he didn't want to pay full retail for him and he couldn't find him used because nobody had them. So I, I'm like, hey, I, I can just sell it to you for what we sell them for used. You can just, it's yours. So he bought it, and I haven't really even thought about getting one since. And a lot of the good games that did come out for the Wii U, they've since brought to the Switch. So it's like, yep. there's there's no reason for me to get one. I mean, unless maybe, yep. you know, 10 years down the road, I'm filling out my Nintendo collectible shelf and go, you know, there's an empty spot there. I really should do this. But even then, it's a, it's a hard sell for me. Yeah. So. And you know, with the Switch, it's it's such an amazing thing because the graphics are great. Oh, absolutely! I mean, they're, the horsepower—they're not has. like they're not like 4K high fidelity stuff. But it, right. I mean, it's a Nintendo games, right? Yeah. Like they're they're colorful and pretty. Oh, absolutely! Like Breath well, I mean, of the Wild. I was going to say takes exactly your, takes your breath away when you play that game. Absolutely! I was, I was in utter amazement mm-hmm. the first time I played that and saw. Just the myriad of colors yes. and the lighting effects and everything else, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Well, like it's it's amazing. Like with like compared to like the newer systems, like the PS5 and the Xbox Series line, it does horsepower wise, it doesn't even hold a candle to it to those huh. systems. But that doesn't mean it can't like Breath of the Wild, like you said, beautiful game. You know the Pokemon, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, beautiful games. I mean. Mm-hmm. Like any of the Nintendo produced things that came out for this, they did a phenomenal job of optimizing these games to look and perform as good as possible, and they did an, right. an amazing job on it. Yeah, and so I mean, Nintendo has maintained these iconic consoles and maintained mm-hmm. this, you know, fantastic presence in the market, and they, oh, they absolutely. don't they don't try yeah. to really compete against you know Sony and, and Microsoft are constantly dueling you know duking yeah. it out yep nintendo doesn't try they're not going after them they well I mean, I, I like think i they said even... earlier they they know who they are mm-hmm. and they are they are happy to oh, yeah. be who they are and they're sticking to it and they're doing an amazing job there mm-hmm. and what's funny is that nintendo has since partnered in, in certain senses with microsoft and yeah. actually actually put out a pretty hilarious fu uh uh <laughs> Uh, commercial um, with Microsoft years ago when Minecraft came to the Switch because mm-hmm. they were like, "Oh yeah, you can play with your friends on other consoles." We mean you, Xbox. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I, re- I remember that, and I'm like, "All right, all right, way to go, Sony." Yeah, yeah. They uh, they definitely fired shots right across yeah. the nose on that one. Well, like, do, that do, do a... you do you think it's still? Maybe Nintendo holding a little bit of a grudge over the the Nintendo PlayStation that never came out. 
I don't know. I, mean, I, I think Nintendo. I, I don't. I don't. I, I'd like to think that Nintendo, being as wholesome as they are, are not the ones to hold a grudge for this long now. But at the same time, they are very much a Japanese company. Oh sure. I mean, I, I could. I oh, could yeah, almost so see it Sony. though. Well, exactly. Which is why I'm. I'm wondering if those two aren't playing nice anymore. Well, I mean, they, they don't. They don't really play dirty. They just don't play together at all. Yeah, pretty much. And I think some of that is. I think. I think there's a little bit of ego and hubris in Sony on Sony's end about that. Oh, I mean, I, because I, if you I look, see that. and we're kind of di- we, you know, non sequitur uh, here, yeah, but yeah. I mean, if you look years ago, several years ago at this point, Microsoft opened up Xbox Live and said, "Yeah, we'll let you, we'll let you do cross cross platform play," which yeah. tied into the whole Minecraft thing. Like, no, we're we're opening it up. It is it is up to the developers at this point to take advantage of it. If yeah. you want to do it. If you want to do it, go for it. It's available. And then, you know, they did that. Microsoft did it with um, Mahjong, or, uh, Mahjong, or however you pronounce that company's Mo- name. Mo- Mojang? Mojang? Mojang, yeah. Yeah, Mojang. I think they're, like, Finnish or something. I, don't I, know I think so, yeah. um, Mojang, the folks that created Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Then um, Epic did it with Dauntless. Um, yep. So, well, Dauntless is also multi-platform, multi, like, true multi-platform. Yeah. Crossplay. You could play it with, on PlayStation. You could play it on PC. You could play it on Xbox, all at the same time with other people. Yep. Um, which was really cool. I mean, it was basically a Monster Hunter ripoff. Like yeah. it was like Fortnite. It was like Fortnite had a drunken night with with Monster Hunter, and I mean, that's, that's what they came up with. That's the best. Like like I played Dauntless for a while. I mean, no, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't Monster Hunter. It, it was it was a very simplified Monster Hunter. Which I mean, for somebody and it was maybe, free. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, maybe for somebody that's never played Monster Hunter before, that'd be a, a really great entry. But for me, having just came off of Monster Hunter World, it felt like I was getting a scaled back version of it. Yeah, yeah, and I, so, well, like, I played. You know, I I played the game with some some of the f- same friends that I played Monster Hunter World with, and hmm. you know, we we played several, you know, for a couple of months together. Right. We were always just like, why don't we just go and play Monster Hunter World? Right. Why are we playing this again? Right. Um, we never did, but yeah. So anyway, well, we thought about um, it. Right. <laughs> uh, so you know, getting back to Nintendo, so they they have iconic systems, but they also have very iconic franchises. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm going to say franchises. You know, legacies, things like that. And yep. uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, um, Shiggy is probably, huh? Shiggy. Yeah, <laughs> he is uh, probably one of the most well-known mm-hmm. game developers out there. Probably more famous than you know uh, Todd Howard and Cliff Lazinski, uh, you know, and oh, yeah. all and those kind of guys, because he's really kind of the grandfather, uh, you know, the father of of all of these epic franchises. Oh, yeah. Creator of Mario, mm-hmm. creator of Donkey Kong, creator of Legend of Zelda. Yeah, creator. Uh, uh, didn't he do uh, Metroid as well? Wasn't um, I, I can't remember. Maybe I'm not. I don't. I remember. can't remember. Yeah. But but I mean, he, he's he's got a resume. Let's say that you know. <laughs> yes. Yes, he has a, a a very impressive resume. Yeah. Um, and, and so. He's uh, he's got these these franchises that that have just been absolutely mind blowing, mm-hmm. and again defined such an era um, of my life with yeah. oh, with all of this you know with all of the stuff that he does. And, and you, I mean, Legend of Zelda is probably one of my all time, probably my second favorite franchise of of all. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not be able to see it, but <laughs> very nice. There you go. He's got a Zelda um, shirt, people. I have a Zelda shirt and I have a Zelda bracelet that I wear every day too. There you go. Um, 
Well, you have a master sword too, if I remember right. I do have a master sword. It's actually hanging on my wall downstairs in my in my dining room. Yep, that's that's right. I was like, I remember seeing it somewhere in your house. It, it's one of those like cheap, like somebody made it, you know, on their own type master sword. So right. it's like the scabbard looks nice, the hilt looks nice, but if you take the blade out, it's just like this blocky looking blade. So it's, <laughs> it, you you, it's a showpiece for sure. You you don't take the blade out. Um. Anyway, so. Yeah, and the you know they were also again groundbreaking franchises Absolutely. in gameplay. Yeah. You know the you know, the side scrollers and the top downs. And, you know the 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 top down world of like Zelda One and just these pseudo RPG adventures. Yeah, I mean they were like then the Zelda series has always been one of those games that like I won't hesitate to sit down and play one. You know, just even if it's mm-hmm. just to you know do you know goof off in it. I'll still play them, you know, like the original Zelda. I'll still play. Um, you know, Ocarina of Time is is arguably one of the best Zelda games in that series that they've ever made. Um, mm-hmm. Majora's Mask, truthfully, I never really got into it. I, I didn't like the I didn't like the timed mechanics. But there's people out there who will swear that you know Majora's Mask is the best Zelda game. Which, yeah, if, if no. you like it, absolutely love it. it I, I I didn't I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it as as well as any of the other Zelda games. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. And I was kind of the same way. Like I just couldn't I couldn't connect with it. Like, right. And so, yeah, it was it was it was difficult uh, mm-hmm. for me to connect with it. But, you know, then there you know, you've got Skyward Sword, you've got oh, Wind man. Waker, which yep. I know was a, one of your favorites. Yeah, I, like I I have, I love the art style of it. I love the mechanics of it. I love the story of it. You know, everything about that game. I I can't think of anything that I didn't like about Wind Waker. I love and I love that game. Wind Waker was was another one of those games that I never really got into, but mm. I know it was I know it was enjoyable, and I, oh, I always remember the the one scene from Wind Waker. Uh, you may re- you may know what I'm going to talk about. Where is it? The wind, Ian. What what was that sound? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody hears something, and they make they say they say what was that noise? And then Link standing there, who never speaks, meows. Yep, because he's hiding behind a wall. <laughs> I'm like oh, it was just a cat. <laughs> so, um, his first yeah, technical it, word was meow. Well, yeah? I think it was it, I, yeah, it was hit hit hut yeah uh, uh, I think Link just dropped a log or something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and then you know we we jump ahead to to Breath of the Wild, which was the oh, first open world game. Yes. Open world Zelda game. So it was really like there was a story, but you did it in whatever order you wanted to. Absolutely. You did whatever you wanted. Like you could go straight to Ganon if you wanted to. If if you had the guts to try it, you could. Right. If you were that good with your three hearts, you could yeah. march through march Which, through Guardian they, Central. Mm-hmm. There's people that have done the, it though. Big bad in the face. There's people that have and, beaten and, the game, you know, with just the bare minimum on them. And I'm like, that's right. literally a stick. Yeah. Uh, and um no, it's uh, it, it's one of the Breath of the Wild that was a new adventure for mm. and a, really a breath of fresh air for Zelda. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they they uh, changed the up epi- the mechanics of it uh, incredibly. Right. Yeah. And like normally, normally in a game like that, if you change too much, it almost ruins the experience. This, you know, to, like what you said was what it was a breath of fresh air because it was so entirely different. 
You didn't have and to do it was the well done. Yes, you didn't have to do the dungeons in order. You know, get this dungeon to unlock this this tool halfway through that will complete the puzzles and that that you use for the first part of the next dungeon to unlock a new oh, tool. Oh, water temple. Yeah. La- oh my god, the water temple. But you know, lather, rinse, <laughs> repeat. With this, you just go and yeah. do what you want, how you want, when you want. And it, like the one thing, I, like one of the things I really liked about the game was all the callbacks to like, particularly Ocarina of Time. I mean, if you haven't played Breath of the Wild at this point, I- I'm assuming you don't own a Switch because that's the only reason to not have played it. Um, but uh, like they make uh, calls back to the uh, oh the the, the ranch the uh, uh, oh Lon Lon Ranch Lon Lon Ranch. Thank you. Like you see yeah. it like in ruins, but like when I found that, yeah, you know, just I didn't even know that was in there, but I just came along it. I'm like, oh, there's like this ruined farm thingy. As I'm walking around, the nostalgia like immediately kicks in, and I'm like. Wait a second. There's there's a track running around the outside of it. There's two buildings over here. There's this tower thing over here, and like then it clicked with me that that was Lon Lon Ranch. And seeing it in in ruin like that, like really you know put how bad things got you know before the game started into perspective. You know. Yeah, and I I mean I could probably take an entire episode just to talk through like the Zelda just the Zelda games and the timelines oh God, and things yes. like that because it's a very involved very mm-hmm. detailed timeline and I've, yeah. I've, I've, I recently got it's over on my bookshelf um, is the one of the uh, yeah one yep. of the Hyrule compendiums um, yep. I, I picked one of those up a, a while back myself I mean that, that for anybody that's a Zelda fan that is an absolute must have I mean it, it goes over Everything you could think of. I mean, they even have yeah. the the official Nintendo timeline. Which the funny thing about that is, even fans like have gone back and said, "Now wait a second. If this is this timeline, then how can this, this, and this match up?" And Nintendo just went, "What do you What do you want from us? What do you Have you played these games? Like three of them right. are about time travel. For God's sake, just just play them and enjoy it. All right, <laughs> right. And, and really, that was the thing. It was like I think that was kind of their scapegoat was Breath of the Wild, which they basically said Breath of the Wild is the convergence of all of the timelines. Right. Everything. This is all everything of the happened. timelines. Correct. Everything happened, and it all became Breath of the Wild. So, which I'm, um, you know what, I'm okay with it. It's not Back to yeah. the Future, all right. Just get over right. it and enjoy the games, all right. <laughs> exactly. And I'm very much looking forward to Breath of the Wild too. Whenever they get around Do, to, well, like giving they, more than the 30 second yeah. teaser two years well, ago. I was gonna say, yeah, that was like two, three years ago, and like literally, we've heard nothing about it since then. Nintendo is fantastic with their Nintendo directs of just like dropping bombshells on yeah. you, and you're just like, wait, what? Well, heck, I mean, they announced, you know, the, the next Metroid Prime, like, what, you know, like, when the Switch launched, and here we are now, years later, and it's like, anything, you know? They, I thought I saw that they released another Metroid side-scroller as kind of like almost a spiritual sequel to, to, to Prime. Did um, they? I think it came out recently. I, um, I don't remember hearing anything about I mean, I, I might just be out of the loop. <laughs> There's a distinct possibility that might be the case. I mean, it's yeah, it's very, very, very possible. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I think I guess it was a it's a 2D fan made project. Oh, okay. But it's it is a it's a side scroller version of of Metroid Prime. Oh, that's cool. Um, now, um, yeah. What was the the? It was kind of a, like an offshoot of that for the Game Boy Advance, where uh, Zero Metroid No Metroid uh, Zero, where like Samus had like her suit like fused with a Metroid or something. Oh, Metroid Fusion. Okay, duh. Uh, see, that, like, I really like that. Kim. <laughs> Gundam Mime. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would love to see them remake that one, though. 
Because, like, I, Fusion, like, it was such an underrated part of the Metroid series, which, I mean, Metroid, another iconic Nintendo staple. Um, right. But, like, I really liked Fusion. I played the crap out of it. I would love to see, like, that remade. You know, for yeah, the and Switch. the Metroid games themselves also have a very interesting, like, story and mythos and timeline. Oh, like, the Prime, the Prime games actually happened before the original Metroid games. Yeah. Like, that, they're set before th- that timeline. And I think Fusion is set after it's i gotta remember I think it's, set, it's, it's i think it's set after the metroid timeline or no actually i think it's set before prime it's it's either right before prime or right after prime i i it's been a while since i played it but yeah. i mean it, it, it falls somewhere in the timeline but um like the prime game i mean because when prime came out it was so different because the classic metroids were all side scrollers. That's what people were right. used to. And then when Prime came out and it was a full 3D game, I, I, a lot of people are like, yeah, "This isn't Metroid. This isn't going to be that good. You know, you're changing too much." And then everybody freaking loved it, <laughs> right? Myself included. I scanned everything in that game. <laughs> exactly. Well, do you remember? I mean, it, it, it is probably going to be a little bit of derisive, but do you remember Metroid Other M? I, I never played it, but I do remember it. It was it was created for those of you that don't know. Metroid Other M was another one of the the games that. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. A quick Wikipedia seems to ta- to indicate that uh, Fusion happens after Super Metroid, but okay. Metroid Other M happens in between. Uh, in between the games, okay. uh, in between pro- uh, Super Metroid and, and Metroid Fusion. Okay. Okay. Um, so, you know, uh, Other M was created by a different studio, yeah. Team Ninja, who okay. were more well-known for, like... Dead or Alive. You know, they're dead or Alive. <laughs> and, you know, some of their other, like, more action-oriented games, rather than... Like some Dead of or Alive Extreme fight. Beach Volleyball. Exactly. Um, <laughs> other M lacked the jizz- jiggle physics, uh, so there was at least that. <laughs> Which, um, I mean, I don't think that would have detracted from the game from what I heard of it, but, you know. Yeah! Yeah! Like, like the, the, yeah. Thing, the thing that, like, again, I never played it, but the thing I heard everybody saying was the, the characterization of Samus in that game just seemed so out of character. Like, you could have made it literally anybody else and people would have been okay with it, but the fact that it was Samus herself they didn't like the way she was portrayed in that one. Right. I mean, they, they tried to do more story and more like characterization of Samus, yeah. but they, I think they kind of made her a little bit too, um, I don't know, damsel and distressy. Whiny is, is the, the word I heard through around. But... Okay, that's fair. And also, I was incorrect. Uh, mm-hmm. I stand corrected. So Metroid Prime happens in between the original Metroid and Metroid 2 Return okay. of Samus. Okay. So th- that is that is the continuity where it takes place, which I okay. guess makes sense because there are actual Metroids in that game. If it happened before the Metroid game, that was where she first meets Metroids. Right. And that makes so... sense because she wouldn't have recognized... Uh, uh... Ridley or you know or any of the other and you know staples of that series, right? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you know, Metroid obviously has has been one of those fantastic series. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm waiting for the next game to come out. Yep. I think it'll be another fantastic series, assuming oh, yeah. Nintendo keeps it first party. Yep. Um, well, I know first they're... party development, first party studio. Sorry, yeah. I, I don't. I not necessarily you know parted out to it. Not in house technically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with you. Well, especially like these last couple of years, uh, like particularly since the Switch has launched, Nintendo has been really good about 
knowing who to hand their franchises off to if they're having somebody else do it. Like a case in point, you know, coming out later this month as of the time of recording, uh, the new Pokemon Snap, which I'm absolutely picking up because I love the original Snap, um, mm-hmm. is done by the same team that did uh, Hyrule Warriors because Nintendo yep. absolutely loved how they handled that. So they said, hey, we're going to hand another one of our IPs over to you. So, I mean, they're, they're putting that trust in people that they have that that business, uh, you know, relationship with, and they're yeah. they're really good about knowing who to give these things to. Which I mean, kudos to Nintendo for having all these great partnerships because we as players are getting all these great games. I'm not yeah, complaining. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, well, it, Nintendo's even still like bringing new franchises. Like they're not just reusing old franchises. They're yeah. they're like bringing new life, you know, new life into their 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 pantheon. Um, uh, what's the game with the the squidlings? Um, uh, uh, Splatoon. Splatoon. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Splatoon. Uh, which is another fun, fantastic, kidsy yeah. type game. I mean, it's it's a it's a fun game. They're yeah, making a third oh, one. I mean, it's yeah. the third one's been greenlit. They're they're fun games. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, it, it, and and of course, uh, you know, one of my one of my favorite Nintendo base games is super smash brothers (laughs) yep i mean because that one i remember when when it first came out in japan the local video store like the guy that was there like he like looked into all like all the games that were that were coming out in japan to know all right hey this is doing really good there let's put some orders in for it so we can have them here for the rental store he actually imported a copy of smash brothers for the n64 now the n64 technically was region free the only thing was the cartridges were a slightly different shape. If, if you look, if you have an N64 cartridge, or you can grab one real quick. If you look at the bottom of it, in the corners on the back of it, uh, the bottom of it, there's those two little notches cut out. Yep. On the Japanese version, those notches are filled in with plastic so that it won't physically fit into an American system. So he imported it, he knew about that, and literally just took like tiny bolt cutters and cut off the bottom corner there. So if you looked at the cartridge, it looked like it got a little mangled, but you could play it. And I remember like seeing this thing and going, okay, what is this? And like they had the box there you could look at. I'm like, oh, all right. It's And it was in Japanese, so I had no idea what it was. So I asked the guy, he told me, and I'm like, cool, I'm going to rent this. And I ended up renting it for probably two to three weeks straight. Like to the point where... He said, hey, you know, look, I know we have unlimited rentals as long as you pay for it. But we've got other people that are really wanting to play this. Is there any way you can return it? <laughs> so I I, 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 you know, I, had my mom drive me up there, took it back. And then like maybe two weeks later, I saw it was back in. So I rented it again. And then when it came out yeah. in the States, I, I absolutely bought it because, you know, I couldn't read any of the menus. But I figured it out from playing it for, you know, a month and a half effectively. Then when it came out to the right. States, uh, it, it wasn't because this is before I met you. Uh, one of my friends from elementary school came over because I was telling them about this game. And they're like, dude, you're you're so good at this game. I'm like, yeah, I've I've been playing it for like two months almost. <laughs> Before it yeah. came out. It was um yeah, Smash Bros. has been one of those like quintessential just fun game. It's kinda like Mario Party with oh, less yeah. hating your friends. I mean, um, depending on the game mode you're playing anyway. This is true. Uh but I mean what a what a really fun thing to do! Like yeah. it, it, it's it is both violent and not violent at the same time. Like it's a fighting game, but you're not like you're not fatalitying your 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 friends. You're not like right. you know eviscerating your you know cracking it's, skulls. It's not Mortal Kombat. Like 
<laughs> yeah, it's not Mortal Kombat. It's not Tekken. Right. You know, well, and, and don't they even say like the story of Smash Brothers is it's all a, a good natured brawl? They don't use the term fight. It's a good natured well, brawl. Except for Super Smash Brothers Brawl, which is I mean, the, the name of a game, right? But they say it's it's a good natured brawl. You know, the, these are all Mario and his friends getting together to have a good time. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but when Ian and I get together, we whack each other with baseball bats and you know Star Wands. I mean, isn't that normal? Yeah, <laughs> I mean for us it is, but you know we're weird. Well, yes, and realistically, whatever we can get our hands on. I mean, um, I've got my super sledge over there. I could probably grab that. Cat, go. I choose you, kitty. Yeah, Smash is, is, is one of those, it hasn't had as many entries as like Mario, who has a million games, but it's still one of those that like when a Nintendo console comes out, you can bet, you know, ever since the N64, there's got to be a Smash for it. Yeah, but you know what? Who cares how many titles it's yeah. had? They have like 80 characters in it. Dude, like Smash Ultimate, like, I don't know if they're going to if if Nintendo inevitably does come out with something you know to secede the Switch. I don't know like it, how they're going to top that, except for adding in more characters. But at, at what point? I mean, eighty characters. At what point does too many characters become a little ridiculous? I mean, never, never, because Nintendo like like the characters they're putting in there are really good choices. Waluigi for Smash. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at the look at the lineup. You and the other thing is like you have characters that aren't traditionally Nintendo. I mean, you have Solid Cloud. Snake is in there. I mean, yeah, Solid Snake. You've got Cloud. You've got Sephiroth. You have um, Bayonetta. Bayonetta. Yep. Who who is? I think technically her first game was an intent on a Nintendo game console. It, I believe. No, they they were originally on the 360 and PS3. Bayonetta three. Was oh, a Ninten- right. that was a Nintendo yeah. exclusive because Nintendo was like, hey, you know, we want this game. Here's money, right? Um, which I mean, they did also re-release Bayonetta one and two on the Switch, and then yeah, three was an entirely right. new game. But I mean, the Bayonetta like those, those are just like stupid. If you like Devil May Cry, they're along that same vein. I mean, they're just stupid fun games, right? I mean, then you know, you you've obviously got the Fire Emblem pantheon of characters. Yep. You've got yeah, the uh, Mario Victor, pantheon. Oh you know, yeah, you've got Richter and. Um, Crap! I don't remember the other uh, guy's name, the the other guy's name uh, from Castlevania. Uh, Simon, Simon, yeah, yep. Simon and Richter from yep. from Castlevania. Uh, you know, you've got Game and Watch, one yeah, of the which, more obscure. He was, he was one of characters. my favorites to play as. Yeah, you've got <laughs> Rob sixty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the little weird robot that they had a peripheral of. Yeah. Um, you know they've got baby bowser you've got bowser you've they got have the duck hunt dog with with the duck, duck hunt dog uh alamar uh, from pikmin i mean you've got the ice climbers i mean you've got pretty much point at any nintendo franchise that has had even a little bit of success and there probably is a representation of smash whether it's a playable character or as a trophy or right, as an they've assist got character. ming ming from arms they've got oh, man. yeah i forgot they added ming ming in. uh or min min sorry min min, 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 min from min. arms um which I, got, I didn't get into ARMS too much, but it's cool that Nintendo is, is still showing some love there. Right. They've got the Squidlings, obviously. Then yep. they've got, I mean, they've got all of the different versions of Link. You know, <laughs> Literally. Adult, kid Link. Cartoon Link. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Let's see. They, they, they've, they've, they've got, got uh, Pit, Dark Pit, uh, Pol- yeah, uh, Politen- Politena. Yeah. I mean, uh, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong. I mean, man, yeah, we're we're uh, Ganondorf. Uh, I'm trying yeah, to think if there's uh, any Zelda, uh, obviously yeah. Zelda, Sheik. Sheik. <laughs> um, you know, they've uh, 
Uh, who, I what, mean, what heck, was, uh... you can even be in Smash because they have the me characters. You can make right. yourself. Oh, uh, partnership with Microsoft. They have Steve from Minecraft. Oh, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, which have... like when they announced that, everybody kind of went, "What?" Yeah, they've got Isabella from the uh, you know, and the villager from yep. You know, uh, it, it, you know, I, I still maintain that Isabella could kill the uh, the Doom Slayer. Um, <laughs> like, like the fact that there's this fan community built around the fact that Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal came out on the same day. That like there, there's this like fan like the, the one of the fan fix is that those two are best friends. On you know on weekend or during the week, you know Doom Slayer comes to the village and you know harvests flowers and helps you know pick you know pick up garbage and gets the fruit off the trees. And on the weekends, Isabella goes with him to you know kill demons. I, I am right. I am all for this fan theory. <laughs> I, I am too, absolutely. Um, yeah. So Nintendo <laughs> has obviously had these iconic iconic franchises. They've had iconic platforms. Mm-hmm. They've really defined themselves as their own genre, really, of you know own entity within yeah. the the gaming community. Well, and, and they've, they've know, redefined themselves like, too. I mean, multiple times. Yeah. Like like before the Switch, you know, people always used to say Nintendo was a family friendly console because traditionally that's what they were. They had. You would occasionally get a teen-rated game. Oh, do you remember Mad World? Yeah. And you had the occasional M-rated game, but for the most part, they were a family-friendly console. And then I think they they had a real paradigm shift when the Switch came out. They went from being a family-friendly console to a console for the whole family. Because, like, the Switch has a lot more mature-rated games than what Nintendo has ever had. They have things that, like, you you know, the four people in my household, we all have Switches. There is literally a game for any of us. Yep. I mean, you know, like, you know, there, there's my daughter has this this random unicorn game, you know, and I have, and I know we talked about this in a prior episode, I have Skyrim for my Switch because it's another console it came out for. So, right. I mean, there's 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 quite a bit of gamut there from a game where you raise, you know, unicorns and, you know, and, and pet them to a game where you're killing dragons. I mean, right. they've got everything, you know? Well, I mean, aren't isn't there a unicorn in Skyrim? I mean, I probably killed it, but yeah. Probably, Because yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a thing in Skyrim, point my sword at it. I'm going. Exactly. Uh, you go boom. <laughs> you you dead now. You dead now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... it's um, Nintendo is, has really done a bang-up job, and, and you know... <laughs> I'm just... I, I just think of, like, all of the other, I think we're coming up right around time for us, so, you know, that we can talk about some of these other things later, but, I mean, they've also spawned other forms of media. The Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Swing Which was your arms from side, side to side. side. <laughs> Come on, it's time to go to the Mario. <laughs> yes, with the, you know, uh, Lou Albano yeah, and Mario. Uh, yep. Um, Rest in peace, Lou. Right, you know, uh, you know, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, the the cartoon series that they had, you know, the other cartoon series that they had that was just the cartoons, which which was more based on Mario Three, if I remember right. There was two of them actually. So there was, was a Mario Three one, and okay. then there was also a Super Mario World cartoon, which was oh, which had Yoshi and yeah, the, the other group of kids, and yeah, yeah. Um, I have it on DVD somewhere. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, then they had, you know, they there had was a, there, the Zelda cartoon. They had, well, excuse uh, me, princess. Dude, oh my god. Well, they had uh, Captain and the Game Master. Do you remember that one? Yep, I do remember that one. Do, do you remember Mega Man, how they portrayed him in that? Yes. <laughs> like, 
Because somewhere, somebody from Capcom's just sitting there shaking their head angrily. <laughs> I mean, I have to imagine they're doing that. I have to imagine they've been doing that ever since they did that first Resident Evil movie. Well, I mean, yeah, that too, that too. But I guess maybe not as much as I thought, considering they did hand the reins to those guys to do Monster Hunter. I mean, we we talked about Monster Hunter. I liked it. Yeah, somebody had to. I didn't. I didn't dislike it. Right. I I, I think I I think I. I, again, I think I borrowed something from from Robin. I was whelmed. You were whelmed. <laughs> I, you I wasn't. I wasn't underwhelmed. I wasn't overwhelmed. I was just whelmed. Just, just whelmed. You were it officially was, whelmed. Yes, I was officially whelmed. I found <laughs> something that finally that finally officially whelmed me. There you go. Um, anyway, so um, I think as we're going to wrap up here, uh, I will I, I will kind of leave you with with this nugget. Uh, of trivia for you at the, right. the time of this at the time of this taping, um, I I I don't know I don't think Mario's gonna win. Bowser's in charge of Nintendo of America. <laughs> I'm sitting there like, where are you going with this? The, 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 <laughs> yeah, so, like, trivia think... trivia for you folks. The previous president of of Nintendo of America retired a few years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, his named predecessor was Mister Doug Bowser. <laughs> Uh, so Bowser, Runs Mario's arch rival, is in charge of Nintendo of America. Well, he see, has officially won. Well, and like the, the, their prior president, you know, uh, good old Reggie. Right, uh, Reggie fills in. His his body is ready. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about Reggie. His body is ready. If you know what that means, then you are a Nintendo fan or have been yep. on the internet any time in the last ten years. Yep. <laughs> yep. So. Um, I think we've covered a lot about Nintendo. We have a lot of love for them, and we, oh, absolutely. we we humbly apologize, Nintendo, for not covering more about you sooner. We've just been wrapped up in a whole lot of other stuff. Um, but you know, please know that I we still hold a special. You still hold you in high regard, a very special place oh, in absolutely. our hearts. My Switch is sitting about eight feet away from me <laughs> in the dock right now. Uh, I need to get back and finish uh, Hyrule Warriors. Um, I need to replay Breath of the Wild because my kids erased my save file. Ooh. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Um, and, you know, I'm looking forward to what you have for us here in the future. Uh, Which pro? You know, even, if, even if it is more Pokemon games, I don't care. I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think uh, with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for tonight, folks. Seems uh, like a good spot. Yeah, seems like a good spot. Um, again, covered a lot. Uh, it, we uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, again, you can, as always, you can find us on YouTube and Anchor.fm, as well as your other favorite podcast listening platforms, Spotify, oh, Apple Podcasts, which finally like, works. We are officially on Apple Podcasts, people. So right. if, if Apple is your platform of choice, we are now there. Yep, it finally works, uh, which yep. was no fault of ours. Apple had a system issue. Yep. Um, and we are sticking to that. So uh, <laughs> find us and listen to us there. Watch us on YouTube. Uh, check out our sites, www.nonsequiturnerds.com. We will eventually make it prettier than what it is now. I, I mean, it, it, um, it, it works. I mean. Yes, you will be whelmed. <laughs> you will, um, our website, you will be whelmed. That, that's going to be our ta- <laughs> That should be the tagline for our show. You will be whelmed. <laughs> exactly so um yeah i think uh with that we'll go ahead and wrap up so uh for non-sequitur nerds i am ian and this is my hetero life mate tim uh Nugans. 
<laughs> we wish you all have a happy, good afternoon, good night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for joining us.